Welcome to DaVinci's Discourse, where the minds of today's most innovative entrepreneurs are unveiled and explored. And my name is Kyle Campbell, your guide on this journey into the depths of the entrepreneurial psyche. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive into the minds of the greats. This is DaVinci's Discourse. Today I have Jairus Tucker on the call with me. So Jairus, why don't you get into a little bit what you do, who you do it for, and uh, we can take it from there, my friend. Thank you, Cal, for having me. Like you said, my name is Jairus Tucker. I'm the founder of Real 101 Consultant. We're a business marketing company. We specialize in advertising and branding. Now, throughout that journey, I have transitioned into becoming a speaker for the public. And I deal with new business owners. I deal with entrepreneurs or businesses that have been in business for a long time who may be looking to leverage their marketing, to change their marketing. Or a lot of people are reaching out now because they're interested in how I am branding my own company. Mm, I know. I saw that you've got uh, quite a bit of LinkedIn connections you've got going on. And uh, so you, you, you're, you're practicing what you're preaching here. That's for sure. It's evident. Um, so why don't we get into the, the past a little bit, then we'll move into the present, what you're doing now, and then we'll move into the future. So tell me how you got started into this, man. What, what made you attracted to it? That's a good question. I have been in supervision for a long time. I worked as a production supervisor for this multi-million dollar uh, warehouse company. Okay. And uh, my crew and everybody were doing good. I started as a temp from this company and I worked my way all the way up to be the supervisor. So I thought personally that we were doing um, pretty good, but I wasn't getting the support and um help that I felt like I needed from upper management. I didn't feel appreciated. So I began to work on my own company. I always felt like nobody would ever appreciate you, especially when you're somebody who understands um, leadership. I understood um, getting people to work together. I understood team building. And I just didn't feel like they were on the same page as I was. So I began to start working on this marketing company. I had a degree in business marketing that I was just sitting on. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that I was not going to put up with disrespect or not them not knowing my worth was not my problem. You know, I knew I could serve uh, more people on a greater scale. So I stopped working for them and I started real one-on-one consulting. Okay, perfect, man. So what do the first few steps look like transitioning from that to what you're doing now? Well, first few, it was, it was hard, man, because that yeah. one, I quit cold turkey. You know, I didn't really have a plan. I was kind of working on my book. Uh, I wanted to quit, but I didn't know things was just going to come to a head one day. And I was like, well, this is the time I've been waiting for. So I just quit. Step one was I began working on my book. I started uh, researching how do you begin to start a business? You know, you get your LLC, get your EIN number, all those great things. So that would have been step one. Step two, I knew I needed to get clients. I needed to find business owners that I could advertise for. I could showcase my skill set. So step one was getting the license. Step two was finding business owners who needed some marketing. And upon that journey, man, it went from, you know, me being a production supervisor, making good money to working for myself, not making a dime for like six months. It was very hard. And I thought 
that I had made a mistake, but I just stuck with it. And here we are today. Beauty, man. So you started with a book. That's interesting. What what book, uh, what, what kind of book did you write? It's called Nature Flow. And to me, it was Nature a, Flow. yeah, it's a self-help manual. That book, it just kind of helped me to break away from the traditional way of thinking, get more spiritual. Now I'm working mm -hmm. on Nature Flow 2.0 because back then, Nature Flow served a point to get me to learn about self and um, the higher source. Now I have to work on Nature Flow 2.0 to continue that version from Nature Flow. Interesting. You just said it, 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 focus on self um, with a capital S. You, you mean that in a spiritual sense? Yeah, all the way around because my secret, and this is my first time sharing this publicly, is when you learn about yourself, let me speak on me. I started working on my attitude, even that company that I didn't want to work for. I'm not because I didn't want to work for the company that I thought was mistreating me. I started working on myself then, like 30 days before I quit. And I noticed when you work on yourself, you 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 forgive people. You don't hold grudges because you understand that they just don't know. You know, it wasn't against them. So wow. the spiritual aspect brings it into the personal life and it just makes everything easier. Okay, beautiful, man. I love that. What role does that book play in your business today? And I said, and I, I hear you, you're working on 2.0 right now. It's interesting because what yeah. my company does is we interview you, we transcribe that interview and turn it into a book that sells your stuff. Um, so there could be some kind of collaboration there when it comes to uh, the 2.0 version and then marketing that book down the road. But I'm curious, what role did that book play in your, in your company as you, as you started to grow it? Their book played a good role because it kept me centered. Like it was all about me. It was mm. take your time. It was learn from your mistakes. It was, hey, Jerris, you think you're good at this. And you are, but you're not good as you think you are. You know? So <laughs> Funny how that it, works, it just kept man. Me, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it just kept me real. It kept me honest. Ooh. Ooh. And in business, a lot of people, you know, when I took marketing in college, that was like one of the first things I remember learning, you know, ethics, morals, and principles. So now I'm in a better role. Um, I understand honesty and truth, how that plays a big role because I'm responsible for a lot of people. I think people don't understand the tremendous amount of uh, blessings and gratitude I have to be responsible for a lot of people. So I have to be trustworthy because not just when it comes to money, but when you're a person in leadership, then this book helped me to be trustworthy and work on myself then because I didn't know now I'm in a position of power, so to speak, for lack of a better word. So you have to be mindful in how you handle people because I could say, hey, you know, I just don't like the way this person is just looking at me. I'm going to fire them just using my own power. You know, nobody's not going to question me. It's just like, right. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I saw a lot of people doing. Uh huh. Yeah, well, it's easy to fall into, man. So it's good that you're conscious of it, at least. You know, a lot of people uh, go their whole lives without being conscious of what you just said. Very interesting, dude. What about the role in uh, your marketing that that book has played? That's a good question because I, I look at marketing as experimental. You're just trying mm. different I things. I love that, man. I love that. I love that. So when I started uh, marketing my book, I just started marketing as, as self-help spiritual now i'm taking it to say okay self-help spiritual now let me just go and take it to business and stop being scared and say hey you know you got to look at yourself before you deal with anything before you go to business you got to know how you are as a person 
Have you offered it to your LinkedIn connections to uh, to get leads coming in, the email addresses uh, to start building your email list? Or what, what role has it played in terms of tactics? Well, when I first started LinkedIn, I was pushing that book like crazy. I was okay. pushing my company. I found out very quickly, especially on LinkedIn, it's about relationship building. It's yeah. about network. Yeah. Nobody don't care. About, I'm not going to say nobody don't care, but it's not a good idea to push off your products without knowing people. Now yeah. that I've built relationships and all those good things, I still have that book. It's not going to get old. I'm going to figure out a way to do what you just said. But I felt like, you know, doing that book like five years ago, it helped me to win the trust of everybody. Because I'm like, Jairus is just not going to push his stuff on us. A lot of people I don't even know I have a book called Doing Research. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about building relationships rather than just uh, having that transactional environment that a lot of people focus on. I love that, man. That's what my company focuses on is building those relationships. Um, what about LinkedIn automation? Have you tapped into uh, to any sort of uh, automation tools or have you been doing it manually? I've been doing it manually. I do have a, a team, but I like to, just so you know, wrong, man. Um, I have so much on my plate right now that I'm just like to focus on one thing at a time. I'm not in a rush. And I have trust. I have relation. I have everything I need. So now the only thing I have to do is just um, utilize my mind, skill sets, and times. And I can go in any uh, avenue that I want to because I put the time in to earn this role. Mm, yeah, you do. Well, you can tell because you got like 20,000 LinkedIn connections or something like that. So you can tell you put the time in. You can also tell you care, man. You can feel it off of you. You know what I mean? It's you got that radiating um, uh, generosity energy to you. It's not transactional with you. You can feel it. Very interesting, man. I love that. Um, so let's get into a little bit. If I were to hi uh, be hired as a, a client of yours, or if I were to hire you, uh, what would that look like uh, for the initial setup? Um, what are some things that we would walk through, you and I, if uh, if we were consulting for me? Well, I like to break consulting down as just what it is, just having a conversation. So mm -hmm. it will look like having a meeting, me with a notebook, and just listening. I don't do any talking. I just listen. Really? Uh -huh. Listening, you always find something. I don't care what anybody says. You yeah. close your mouth, you listen. Hey, what do you have going on? They're going to say it. They're probably not even going to realize that I don't like this. And I'm just like, okay. And at the end, I'm like, well, when you first said you didn't like X, Y, Z, why are you still doing it? And then they said, well, I didn't know. Then I said, well, you don't have to do it. Let's start right there. So it's mm. having a meeting, one-on-one, -on -one, sit down figuring out what direction you want to take your company. Cause I want to know unless I talk to you. And once you tell me that direction, I come up with what I like to call a unique recipe of success tailor-made for that. you, for your company, based upon where you're trying to go. Uh, Cause everybody's not marketing the same. Some people I'm learning, and this is just me being plugged in and having a strong network. I'm learning everybody don't have the same goals when it comes to business. Some people just fine with making X amount of dollars a month. Some people don't want to do new things. They don't want to, they're happy. You know, I know what I'm making. This is going to get me rich in eight years. So you cannot have the same recipe for everybody. You have to sit down and take time to listen, not just with your ears. Like you say, with this energy that I have mm. working on self learn to just kind of get a feeling of you by talking to you. I can feel where you're going. I read the mission statements. I talk to your employees. I do my own research. And then I come up with something that may help. 
Okay, man, I love that. So what are some questions you would ask to get that that data coming in so you can listen effectively? Let's say that we just I, I just signed up with you as a client. We just started doing business together. Uh, what would the first question that you would ask me be so that way I could start to give you the data that you need? I'll ask you, why did you go in business? Okay. You know, right. if you're selling t-shirts, uh, I will ask you, what, what made you first start selling t-shirts? What would you like to see your T-shirts go? Is it just a, a, a shirt like mine's? I got on that with a logo on it. Does it represent your family? And like I say, just listen. They're going to say, hey, I started this T-shirt brand because of my grandpa. Mm -hmm. And once I figure that, then I always say, well, have you figured out a way to market it in a way where you can show dedication to your grandpa? or grandparents, or whatever the situation Ooh. may be. Ooh, and the have that advocacy marketing role. Yes, because that could be powerful yes. in marketing. Absolutely, man. Okay, what else? What else? So we go into the past, how we started it, mm -hmm. why we started it, and then mm -hmm. what's the next step? Let's say I explained the grandfather story with my T-shirt company. Mm -hmm. Where where would we go from there? I would listen to you, then I would say, okay, what's your mission statement? Where would you like to go? And you may say, well, I only want to market this shirt to um, people who have grandchildren who are grandparents. And I say, well, we, mm. that's fine. Mm. So I can figure out a way on social media to target who you want to target. Now I know you don't want to be selling to people who don't have grandchildren. So you don't want to deal with grandparents, let's just say. Then we figure out a way to get the data to those people, to your target audience. Okay, how would you do that? What? How would you first go about getting the, the data to that target audience? Um, let's say- That's a good question. Example. Yeah. I would just stay with it. I like to keep things simple. So I would ask the person, is your grandfather alive? Do you know some grandparents? Okay, let's start marketing them right to them. Let's go talk mm. to them. Let's have a conversation with this person to ah. see why do you want to market it to older people or grandparents? Is it because um the style of the t-shirts that you feel like only um um older people or grandparents may wear? I would have to do a little bit of digging to see what is it about that. Once I did that, we'll go right to those people and show them the t-shirts because if we're advertising to people who have grandchildren and who are grandparents, we have to show them the product and see what they say first. I would just find a random person that has grandchildren. I would show them a shirt and I would just get their feedback. Mm, so you're starting with one-to-one -one before you take that that information that you get from them by listening, like you said, and you take that and you say, okay, look at this person like this, this person like that. And therefore people like him will like something similar. And so you can take that one-to-one -one interaction. You get that data by listening and you replicate that in a way that it's to, to one-to-many at that point. So you're talking about before you, before you take a marketing campaign out to the world, you're talking, first of all, that you have to get that information of what it would look like for one person and then you take what worked with that one person and you throw dynamite on the fire you throw fuel on the fire and you say okay look it here's the here's the market that i'm tapping into here's the specific niche the niche that i'm tapping into and you say okay i'm going to take what worked with this one person and take that to many people is, is that is that how you how you think about it it's perfectly just like that, yeah. but I do it on a smaller scale because remember, it's all experimenting and data. I just have something that can give me some numbers so I can know where to go. So let's say we do everything you said. Then we look back at the data, the analytics over like a 30-day period, just right. something short. Right. We can say oh, either this worked or it didn't work, and we experiment with something else.
Okay. So what about some specific marketing tactics you would use once you have that interaction with that one grandfather? Uh, where would you take it from there? Uh, you got, you know what that person liked, uh, what that the target audience liked, and you could take this to any business. Um, you know what that, once you talked with a couple of people individually, you know what they want, what would your steps mm -hmm. be to, to take that to the, to the masses after you have that information? I want to give all my secrets away, but <laughs> oh come on, man! Don't hold very... back on me now. <laughs> Don't hold back on me. Come on. <laughs> I have a very strong network, right? Okay. A lot of people in a million places, so I just pick out two or three personal people that I know are mm. are the people that we're looking for that are okay. in those lanes already, and I would just say, hey, this is what we have going on. So a big secret of mine is I have a lot of advisors on my team. So it's not just mm -hmm. me. Thanks to work, we're one-on-one -on -one consultant. We have networking is so important because that's when I rely on my network. I don't know who it is. I'll just look in my network, make a call to somebody and say, this is what we got going on. They will say, hey, you know what, Jers? I tried this five years ago and I made a mistake. I didn't do this. So I will uh -huh. just listen to them. I can't get anything from anybody. I just use my own. I study. So I'm going to study. I'm going to research it. Before I even uh, report back to the clients, I'm already digging into, I put my my way of thinking on you. So it's like we become one. So I know if Kyle wants to reach. So I'm already studying and researching hours. Hey, wow. well, why does he feel like this? So I might look up, you know, some uh, older people who've done this before. And you can research their path. And I just say that mm -hmm. may be the exact path that could work for us today. Who knows? But it's all experimenting. But one thing that I do know that I can give one of my secrets is I use um, advertising online, social media marketing. And if anybody's not on that, social media now allows you to market and advertise anything you want to that specific person by just putting in that data. So if I want to reach older people, this grandparents, I can put that data in and it will market the product right to those people for you. You won't have to do anything. So you're talking about they can talk right to the age. Yes. yes they can yes. talk at the age group, men, yep. Yep, women, yep. the location. I mean it is it gets crazy when you get good with it. All right, man. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I want to go into your networking strategy a little bit because if you've built up this network where you can just call folks up and be like, hey, tell me what you what worked in the past so that I know what to do in the future, that's a powerful asset that you've built up over all of this time. And so how do you, first of all, look at networking? What's your overarching uh, mindset when it comes to it? That's a very good question. I tell people when it comes to networking, you and I are doing networking right now. Yeah. You know, even though we're doing an interview, we have never met each other. So you be honest, you be open, you be yourself. You figure out how you can serve that person. Put mm -hmm. your own interests to the side. You have mm -hmm. pure intentions. So when I meet people, I'm not just trying to get you to be a client of mine. I'm not trying to get you to buy a book. Right. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to talk to you to figure out, hey, Kyle, what it is that you do. And nothing may come up. But the goodness that I've learned through patience in the last six or seven years, well, really my whole lifetime, but in the last six or seven years, I'm really learning the benefits of building good relationships without looking for anything, without trying to just like, hey, man, I'm in the marketing, you're in the dust, hey, let's just be friends, right? Yes. So over years, what happens is, might take five years, you say, hey, man. I need somebody to advertise for this company. What was that guy that was on LinkedIn that was doing all that? Ah, 
Cheers. And it happens just like that. So I'm getting mm. calls now mm. from people in relationships that I built five years ago. They're calling me every day now. Out the blue, hey, Jersh, you remember me? I'm such and such a friend. It don't have to be on the internet. It could be, hey, you held the door open for my grandma. My grandma bragged on you. She remember you had a thing that work t-shirt on. I didn't know that was you till I met you. So you're that guy? And I say, yeah. And they like, man, you treated my grandma real good. Hey, can you come speak at my church? That just happened to me like a month ago. So now I'm doing a speaking engagement at a church just from being a good person and networking and being who I say I am. Oh man, beautiful, dude. There's something really beautiful about what you just said. It's not it's not using people to get what you want. You're looking for a genuine, wholesome connection with folks to get that, that interaction that it might not end up in anything, but it might end up in something down the road. And there's only one way to, to find out. You're, really what it comes down to, man, is you're talking about trusting the universe, trusting God, trusting whatever you want to, to call it. Because there's no plan that goes into it. It's uh, it's it's just genuine exploration to see what happens with other people. That's the way you look at it. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I want to let you know that I've got a free book that you can get if you want to tap into more of these resources. And you can get that for free at kylesbook.com. Back to the podcast. Yeah, because if you look at my book, I really learn to realize. Let's just say I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna be simple and keep it very simple today. I have not done podcast interviews in a while, but I was thinking to myself, "Hey, it's time to you know get behind the camera, start doing the interviews." So I put that in me. I started working on me, what I want to say, uh, what would be uh, the difference from when I first started doing interviews till now. Ooh. I checked my LinkedIn email, right. There's a message from Kyle. Hey, Jers, I have this show. Would you want to be a part of it? Yep. You didn't know this, but to me, that's how the universe is working. When you're righteous, you're putting your mm -hmm. best foot forward. You're trying to do the right thing. Yep. You had no idea that I wanted to get back doing interviews. Nope. I used to do like three to five podcast interviews a day, you know, five years ago. So as soon as I put it in my head that I want to do it, I just have to trust because that's all we got anyway. I trust mm -hmm. that I'm doing the right thing. I trust my network. I trust myself. I trust true right knowledge. Mm -hmm. And this is for anybody watching is the proof. You can't make this up. I just met this guy. He sent me a message. Now he's interviewing me, doing something that I couldn't wait to do. I love being interviewed on podcasts. So to me, this is the proof in the pudding. Yeah, man, I love that. Absolutely it is. There's something very cool about that. Not caring about the result is more so doing it for the experience of it, of itself, you know? Um, in Hinduism, they talk about the, the duty, just doing it for the sake of duty itself, not for the result of the duty. Um, very, uh, very powerful, very spiritual. Um, okay, so let's go back to uh, the connection, the way you look at connecting. Um, let's say that you reach out to somebody on LinkedIn and sorry about that. <laughs> Did you hear that? I had, a, I had somebody call no, me. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to turn my, uh, I'm going to turn my, my, my do not disturb on. But let's say that you and I um, connected on LinkedIn. Let's say you sent me a, a connection request. How would you look at um, connecting with somebody? How, how do you move that relationship forward from not knowing them at all to moving into that relationship? For example, that's this is one of the ways that I do that is by having people on, on the podcast, just the way that we're doing it now. So how do you look at that? What are some tactics some strategies, uh, the overarching theme that, that you look at that from? 
like I said, Kyle, I'm not going to give you all my secrets. But yeah, my, come on, my, man. Don't hold back on me, so, brother. You're I'm holding like, back <laughs> on me. <laughs> I'm going to give something simple. All right, but all it right. is so powerful. Okay. And people just don't do it. When you're networking, let's say I send you a connection request, right? Yep. I'm not going to jump in your DM or nothing. I know some people say it's cool to write a, a message saying, hey, Kyle, the reason why I'm sending uh, this connection is because you do podcast interviews. I like podcasts. Keep it simple. Yep. But once the connection request is made, all I do is just simply support you. If you do a post that resonates with me, I'm going to like it. I'm going to comment on it. I'm going to share it. I'm going to do everything I can to just be a genuine friend, not to look out for anything from you. And I'll just do that for a while. Every time I see Kyle post something for 30 days, if I like it, if it's something that resonates with me, I'm going to like it. I'm going to leave a meaningful comment on it. That's it. Then over a while, what happens is you're going to notice, like, man, Jairus is really I'm here. He's supporting me. He ain't asking for nothing. Then you're going to do the same thing. You're going to feel yeah. inclined. Well, I just saw his post. So years go by. We keep doing this. We're learning each other. Mm -hmm. I'm reading your comments, and I'm learning you through your comments and through your posts. It's like, okay, Kyle, you know, he's big on AI. He's big on this. So in the back of my mind, I want to keep that in my mind as time goes on. So we're networking. And soon as something AI comes up, mm. I'm right on you. Hey, AI, if it's, if it's six months, a year, two years, so you have built trust with me. You're like, Jairus is not inboxing me. He's not spamming me. Nope. He's not trying to sell anything to yeah, me. Yeah. You're going to naturally feel inclined to, to build a relationship. And then how do you transition that into a more of a client? And I, and I think really the thing is that the, the secret with you is you don't draw a line between friend and client. I think with you together, they're one and you become one with them the way you connect with people, which is, which is fascinating. You know, it's the yeah. most fascinating thing possible. I think, um, what does that transition look like to making people, uh, end up paying you some money so that you can you know support your family have some have some food on the plate what uh, what does that transition look like from from not being paid to getting paid with this with this mindset and another big secret is you got me unloading i'm not gonna stop it, it you don't you don't know there's a million ways i'll tell you one way one of my first ways was a good friend of mine um brian mcdonald he's on linkedin relationship building, networking, just setting up, uh, commenting on each other's posts. So he knew that I was into marketing. Out the blue, one day, he just called me, said, hey, man, I got a guy who wants his book market and uh, promote it. Will you do this for him? That simple. I did it for him. We're still moving forward. It, 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 you, you'll, you'll learn when people know you're truthful and they can trust you, yeah. there, are, there are always opportunities. There's always somebody looking for your service. Mm. But why would I turn one of my friends on the couch? What is it about you that would make me say, hey, I know you're looking for this. I got the perfect ideal client. But why would I introduce him to you? And I think people do that with me because, like you said, they know they can trust me. So to answer your question, it goes from there. It goes to having meetings. A lot of people I have Zoom meetings with, we get to know each other. We participate in other activities. So a lot of us have mutual friends anyway. So if I'm participating on another friend's post, you're still watching me. You're still learning me. And then this is how good networking is. It's like, hey, Kyle, I didn't know you knew Jairus. Yeah, Jairus is good. He's a good marketer. He's a good public speaker. Well, I need somebody to speak this. And it just works like that. I mean, I can't put it into words. 
But to me, just speaking on my behalf and my perspective, when you network with prayer intentions, trust people to do what they say they're going to do. I'm making it known through networking that, hey, this is what I do. Every blue moon, I say, hey, I'm a speaker. Hey, I'm a marketer. And over time, you have an initial conversation. People know that that's what you do. They remember you for something. They remember me from being positive, for being who I say I am. Yeah, and that's how I get it. Okay, man, I love it. What about the sales process when it comes to getting them on the phone? Because the way I think about it with you is it's probably less of a sales process than it was more of a, a collaboration, finding out how you can work together um, because you've got that connection. They can feel that energy. Am I am I right to be thinking that? You're 100% correct. Not just on LinkedIn. I signed um, a six-figure deal like two years ago with some people and their reason for doing it, it was just, Simply, we could trust you. I wasn't looking for this deal. Um, I was shocked, actually, that they picked me. Not surprised, but shocked. Like, you know, they're like, yeah, man, you've been doing this. You, you're, you're the best person. And they even had me double guessing myself. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, Anybody crazy, that man, is working. Bad. Man, it's not bad for my first. That was my first major contract two wow. years ago. So, mm. and, and just like to answer your question. That's how it is. You know, now when it's time to be business-minded, we put on our business head, we sign. But most of my contracts, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say 95% of the contracts that I'm a part of, I write them all up. What do you mean so by that? So to answer your question, I write the contract from beginning to end. So most of the time when people want you to do business with them, they already have a contract similar and you just might adjust to it. No, they let me write the contract up from my way of thinking. Hey, this is what we're going to do. And they may look at it and change two or three words. So to answer your question, it, it, it's more friendship. Yeah. You know, you don't mix business and friendship, but people know me for being me. So they're like, man, we can trust you. A lot of people I don't even do any deals with. We shake hands. Hey, oh, you say you're going to do this in 30 days. You're going to have fun. Okay, Jerris, thank you. And that's just me. But it took me a long time to get to this level. But I encourage anybody that is trying to move up, you got to look at yourself. Work on you. Whatever issues you're having. I know I, I had an issue with um, being too... I'm not gonna say nice. I'm gonna say laid back. People would take my kindness for weeks, uh, right. so they thought. Take advantage. But I really, yeah, I really had to learn, Kyle. I really had to work on that because mm. people don't want to trust you with the million dollars or with the hundred thousand dollars if you're if they're feeling like you're gonna just be giving it away. You uh, know, true. So, That's a good point. I got mm. a good man. I got a head. So how do you draw that line, man? How do you draw the line between being a good guy and not being taken advantage of? Well, first I draw the line when everything works on itself. When I wake up, before I go to bed, I'm already balancing myself with that universal energy to do right. So I'm trusting me that I'm going to make the right decision. So you just have to trust yourself and you have to know what the rules are. You have to know what the expectations are and you have to know this is what you're doing. You know, I'm a leader. I can't be soft. I have to be fair. And you learn how to put your personal feelings in or emotions. See, when I don't put my emotions on my personal feelings, it's not, you can't take advantage of me because these are the rules. This is how we're going to set it up. Either you conform, show me a different way of why you shouldn't conform. If you can't produce that, then it's just, it's set in stone already. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. Does that tie into why you write the contracts yourself? 
No, I think they allow me to write the contract it's because I think a lot of people are, um, you know, just to answer your question and be transparent right here in this present moment. I just think a lot of people have bought in uh, into what I've been doing and trust me. So it's like, we want to show you that we trust you. So we're going to let you write uh, this contract. They don't have to do that, you know? Mm. And it's not like I'm looking for that. When I wrote that, when I got that deal, they said, man, we want you to write the contract. They had a contract. So I said, why? So all the thing I did, I wrote it up, and they changed like two words in it. That's it. Two-page contract, two words were changed. We signed it, and we're still partners two years ago till this day. Wow. Okay. How do you build that trust with somebody? How do you get that? And I know we've gone through it a little bit, but I'm talking about tactically speaking. I mean, what would you, what would somebody do to, to get that trust where somebody is able to say, okay, I trust you, write the contract. Like, what are some things that people can do to get that trust immediately with people? You got to go over me on. I think what separated me is a lot of people when they're given a task, they just do the task and that's it. You give me a task, I'm going to treat it as if it's my own. So if I need to go over and beyond and do something, I'm say, Cal, you know, you told me to do X, Y, and Z, I did it. But did you ever thought about this in case this happens? That's not my job to do that. That's your job. But if we're together and I'm a real person, this is what we're doing. I'm going to say, hey, Cal, I sold those T-shirts to those grandparents like you asked me. And I'm not trying to go against you, but what about the uh, younger grandparents you still have grandparents that are like 30 years old or 25 or whatever like can we go down in age and you may say i never thought about that and, 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 and you never know how it transpires but to answer a question to be direct i never just give what the person's asking for i always go over and beyond even if it's just something simple like i say these people they're family oriented so when they people come in town I volunteer. I see that visit. Hey, man, let me go to the airport to pick your grandparents up. And at first, it's like, no, this is my grandparents. I don't trust you. Then it's like, well, mm. next time, I'm super busy. Can you go to the <laughs> So when I pick your grandparents up or your family, I'm treating them. I'm already thinking, like you're saying, Hinduism. This family's from India. I'm playing love Indian music. Yeah. So as soon as they get in the car, they mm. already like what you want, dude? I feel welcome, man. I feel welcome. I'm going to make you feel welcome. I'm going to make you trust me because I'm trustworthy. I don't have nothing to hide. You're going to feel that energy very quickly. Then next thing you know, you're going to sit back and do your research and watch me and to see. A lot of people told me this. Man, you were just too cool, too nice, too trustworthy. I did my research on you. I didn't trust you. It can't be too too good to be true, man. You know what I'm saying? So how do you get around yeah, and then, and then you get around that because you you live what you're talking about. You can if you do any research on you, you see that that wait a second, no, I've I've dug I've dug into it, and no no matter what I can find here, it's, everything is is t- tailoring up to say, hey, look at this guy is who he says he is, and it comes down to actually being that person in everyday life instead of just pretending an online persona. Perfect. And and the last thing, reputation is so important yes. because with me, they, they quickly do that with me. They call somebody that knows me a third party and mm-hmm. it never fails. So I meet this person later. After the deal's done, I don't even know that they had a conversation with this person. They're calling, man, you know what? Um, such and such called me and asked me about you. And I told him, yeah, Jersey, he's the number one deal. And I'll be like, wow. So it's not all me. 
when you do your due diligence, which people who have money, who are good in business, they're naturally going to research and study and know the people that they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And I give you one more story. I was, uh, I came to the board of this multi-million dollar company. So I was introducing myself to those guys. And I learned this at an early age. Everybody stopped me. And they were like mad at me. Like, why are you introducing yourself to you to us? You don't think we know who you are? You don't think I know who I done flown down here and got in my building? We know who you are. And I knew then. I said, okay, this is how life works. How exactly does life work? <laughs> I would have questioned it. <laughs> you, you put out who you want to be, who you say you are, who you're truthful to, who you are like me. I, I, I was not a, a CEO. I was a supervisor. So every day I just worked on being a CEO, a leader. I would dress like it. I would breathe like it. I would think like it. I would stop hanging out and doing things that I knew I didn't have no business because I knew I wanted to be a public figure. Mm. So once I got that in my head, people bought into it. Now they treat me as that person. They treat me as this Jared Tucker anywhere I go because I thought about being this person years ago. I worked on it and then out of proof in the pudding is here. That is exactly how life works. Now, it's not Damn. that simple and not easy. Damn. And you can't figure out timing because that's, you know, but other than that, that's how life works. Man, yeah, that's how life works, you say. Man, but like what you just said is like, it's so killer. It's like, you just spit some profound truth right there. Um, beautiful, dude, honestly, very beautiful. Okay, let's move into the technology of it. Um, because what I'm using to to find these connections right now is AI to tailor these, these um, let's say these, this podcast, for example. Um, it I don't know what you're gonna think about this, so I'm gonna have you tell me. Um, it wasn't me that reached out to you to request the podcast. It was my AI bot mm -hmm. that's facilitating these connections for me. It's the the AI that's, that's, I think about it as bridging the gap for me between not knowing somebody and having that connection like we're having right now. It was because of AI being able to have that that automation to to form this connection that we've been able to facilitate on this call now what do you think about that i love ai i use it too the only thing i say with ai is people must be careful yep. and this is just my perspective in my life um people still want that wholesome feel so yes, even though i might yes, use ai yes, yes. wrapped up a letter right I'm still going to take two minutes to type something in at the bottom and let you know that this was still me. So mm. one of my uh, last clients, um, you know, I sent out that uh, regular automated letter from AI, but yeah. I also put in there, you know, man, I hope your birthday went well. I didn't know that you just had a birthday. Hope the family's oh, doing good. Man. So mm. you kind of still got to get personal because a lot of people are using AI just to, cover a lot of ground fast and that's smart but you still have to have a human personal touch absolutely the way i look at it is it's a it's a bridge to bring you to that personal touch it's not going to replace it you can't get this what we're having right now on this call without um uh, with ai it just it doesn't work like that the way i'm thinking about it is it's it's a, a way to get to there uh faster and easier with less effort and to be able to have this, these beautiful experiences with more people um almost like something that automatically plants the seeds for me and i'm responsible for watering them and having the flowers grow to be something beautiful but the ai is the one that's spreading the seeds out almost like dandelions how they blow in the wind the wind is is the ai that's pushing the seeds away for me and i it's my responsibility to go pick the dandelions and, and to appreciate the beauty of, of the of the results of the ai what do you think about that man what do you think about my perspective with it that's a beautiful example. I think you're 100% correct. 
Um, I'm hoping that more people who are using AI will take your approach to it because mm -hmm. of what I'm seeing. A lot of people are just trying to be lazy. I mean, call it what yeah. it is. Yeah, true. But it's on there too. Yeah, and people can spot it very quickly, you know, because yeah. I be or just I'm an experimenter. So when I first started doing the AI, I'm just sending out the messages, and then people would tell me, hey man. I thought you would have been a little bit more better than this year. So I thought you would. And I said, oh, crap. I got uh, caught with my hand. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful, man. You got to still have that connection with it. You can't replace the connection. It's just to, it's to help grow the connection, not to replace it. There's a big, a big uh, nuance there that people have to remember. Um, what about in terms of marketing, man? How do you see it playing out in your marketing to get more clients to, to facilitate these connections in the future? Oh man, it's beautiful because and all I can say, God, you got me. I'm giving out another good secret. <laughs> From what I'm learning, and maybe you can tell me this. The um AI used one I have, it is like it is almost learning me. It's mm -hmm. learning my terms, it's learning how I like to do things. So when I first, you know, started using chat GTP, I could tell it to do this and it'll do it. Now it's getting detailed. It's like it's it's like AI is monitoring you. It knows your own personal algorithm of what you've been putting in it so far. Yeah, yeah. So I love it because now that it is it is learning me, it knows that I like to be personal. It leaves me room automatically because uh, uh. I've set it up to where I don't like to, you know, I still like to have my touch. So this is just me. I was looking at this maybe like a week ago and I was like, wow, man, this chat GTP thing is like, is it, is it learning me? Yeah. Is it, is it, is <laughs> it's, it's freaky. It's freaky, man. No <laughs> doubt about it. It's scary as shit, but it's also exciting as all hell. So I don't know. We'll just see what happens with it. But yeah, as long as, as long as we're using it to not replace connection, but to build that connection with, you know what I mean? Uh, big difference there. Big difference there. Um, Brother, anything else that I should have asked you that I didn't, that you wish that we would have talked about? Nah, man, this was a great interview to get me back into doing interviews. So it's an honor and pleasure even being interviewed. My pleasure, dude. Honestly, I feel the uh, I feel excited to be talking with you. You got that energy to you, man. Oh, and not a lot of people do. You know, some people I talk with, it's like, oh God, because they um they got that taker energy to them. You know, it's like they're just trying to sell me on something. But you, it's the opposite. It's like, okay, maybe five years from now, Jairus and I can do something together. Uh, we won't have that. Uh, we wouldn't have that if you just came into the call trying to get something. So. I mean, you, you, the proof is in the pudding, like you said. It's, uh, it's, it's right in front of me, and I can tell. So, dude, thank you so much for being here, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, go to kylesbook.com, and you can get a copy there. I'll talk with you soon.